I'm Ryan Johnson. I'm Tyler Schmidt. I'm Lou Janu. And this is Car Talk, a podcast about trading cards. We're here to teach you everything you need to know about flipping cards. Whether it's the next breakout rookie, a new Magic the Gathering release on the way, or Pokemon's 25th anniversary, we'll break it all down. So sit back and listen up. Those cards collecting dust in your closet could make you some real cash. Welcome to Card Talk. All right, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Card Talk. As always, I'm Ryan, joined by Tyler and Lou. A lot to get into on today's episode, but Tyler, I we've got to start the show with Card Talk Live. Just got a notification about it, so feel like this has got to be a good time to start giving our listeners an idea of what this is, as we're, I think, two weeks away now. We so, are. As of, this, uh, as of this recording being released, you got a notification for it is jay you working on like the push notification thing where anyone that's ever listened to or, or purchased a card ever like we did some like nft stuff and they all get a notification that's, on their phone i think that's what he's working on yeah nice good execution good execution uh so you know if you don't want to listen to this you're just going to get a notification on your phone um sounds like that's what we're doing around here nowadays but uh we are officially in the mix we have uh, a show that we've been working on in partnership with eBay that we are excited to bring to everyone. And we are going and we are calling it Card Talk Live. Lou came up with that name. That was all Lou. Was Did like, I? I don't yeah, think that's we had a big brainstorm session. We're like, what do we call right, this thing? Yeah, right. Remember? I remember. Yeah, we had that big, long brainstorm as like we, we like to over. do. Yeah, and we did like we circled all the wagons and we're like, right. Card Talk Live. It, it's brilliant. Something that I know about us, if there's anyone on earth who will get together for a long period of time with a big group of people to do a brainstorm, it's our crew. So that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so here we are. Car Talk Live, March 24th, YouTube, 1.37 p.m. YouTube. It's going to be uh, working in partnership with eBay, 4.37 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 1.37 p.m pacific time you see what we did there it's going to be about a three-hour live stream so hosted by your very own lou ryan and myself uh what you can expect a bit from this is a lot of different guests first and foremost the the, the regular faces of the hobby and some not so regular there's been a lot of news there's been a lot of action there's been a lot of people getting in the mix over the last three five seven years and we are hoping to bring an eclectic crew that encompasses just about any conversation we're going to be talking sports cards heavily we'll be talking modern we'll be talking luca pops and we'll be talking vintage we'll be talking weird uh we'll be talking Magic the Gathering, we'll be talking Yu-Gi-Oh!, we'll be talking Pokemon, we've got people like Leon Hart involved, we got some good sports stuff, Adam Lefko is doing an 86 Fleer panel with a couple notable individuals from that set. Which with, some with some names. With some names. We're going to be doing some uh, auction uh, conversation where we're having some different of the major sellers come on and join us. We're going to highlight some of the, the recent things in the marketplace some uh some product that they're currently seeing interview them about what they've got going on how they differentiate themselves in the space um we've got some entertaining stuff we're gonna be doing some pack wars where we've got some notable individuals coming on um friends of gary's world where we will be doing some gamified pack wars we'll be doing some giveaways of different product we're gonna be doing education which is my favorite q a type stuff really down and dirty nerdy how to navigate ebay um and then gary's doing a, a a segment gary and friends where he's just bringing on his his world his, his close friends from sports and, and and throughout art world and what have you um rapid fire kind of q a style then we're gonna uh we're gonna do a little post game post party take it over to the clubhouse maybe have a cocktail and uh and wrap it all up all things trading cards collectibles where this is all going fractional chatter ebay's going to be talking about i think i think we've actually got some big announcements from ebay i think we i i think there may be something coming as well i think there's a thing or two up the sleeve about some product mm-hmm. innovation coming mm-hmm. that'll be pretty cool um and so that's car talk live that's car talk live if you didn't pick up it's going to be live it's going to be live streamed we've been trying for a while matt 
you know, I know Matt didn't want us to break out live show that one random time we try to go live. Yeah, like, but here we are. It's gonna be live. Ryan, your thoughts on Card Talk Live? I cannot wait to announce some of the names. I think that will really intrigue some people. Yep. Uh, you know, I think people will be, you know, blown away by some of the people that are going to be on this. Again, you know, we had Lefko on before. I think we're all the biggest fans of Lefko. You know, his state of the the hobby episode we did was certainly one of our favorites. I met a. Uh, Leon Hart, when I was down in Dallas in uh, November, you know, he's been on the show before. That was awesome, but um, definitely going to be some cool people and, and, and should be a great time. So looking forward to it. Lou, your thoughts. On- I'm jazzed. Uh, I think one thing that always happens is when, because we've, pl- we've been planning this for a while now. So if anyone's listening right now and there's someone we th- you think we should have on, that may not be on our radar already. You know, like we're going to have left go. We're going to have the big, like, like Tyler said, we're going to have the big, the big people on, but if there's someone interesting who you think would make sense for the show, tweet at us or Instagram DM us, and we will take a look at it and hit them up if it makes sense. Cause I feel like we're missing something. and I don't know what mm-hmm. it is. Yep. We are just, but we got names. Busters involved. Classic one. Classic. Our band perk is involved. Hmm. Kendrick Perk, we haven't dabbled with him. The 86 Fleer panel is going to be crazy. Gary's friends are going to be crazy. We've all seen some big sales in the Pokemon world. We've seen how it's infiltrated the gaming space. All right, so let's... Uh, we'll, we'll, uh, players. We, I just want to keep talking about it. We're going live. We got, right? we got some more teasing to do. We'll we'll, we'll tease more of it. Uh, I, I know Jason's got some stuff ready for that, so we'll tease more of it later this week. But again, Car Talk Live. March I was 24th. just getting close to telling everyone who's involved. We, we just we gotta we gotta we gotta just leave it just. It's a, a cliffhanger for next week. <laughs> it's a cliffhanger next right, week. All right, so I do want to. There was a big. There was a lot that happened this weekend, right? Golden auctions ended. Uh, some major cards, a lot of record breaking sales, and there was a lot of chatter on Instagram about this. And I want to just kind of have a discussion about what you guys think about this, what you saw, some of your takeaways, because I have seen some great stuff come from it, but I've also kind of seen some people that have consigned some stuff that weren't as, you know, gung-ho on the whole using Golden as for for their choice to sell sell something. But they so, did? I'm confused. Stick with me for one second. People used it to sell and then they weren't happy about it yeah not uh, yeah I, I think that's what 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 the takeaway i got from from instagram um saw a couple of accounts that had some sold some things and i think what i had noticed was and i had commented about this because this isn't the first time i had heard this i had some people reach out on previous auction sales that had mentioned stuff that um it it, it was mostly on cards that were like under six figures that didn't just get quite the love that the LeBron logo man, LeBron exquisite, and obviously that kind of stuff is gonna. That's what Golden is for. Is just those massive, the the, the attention they bring. Um, but I know some people were upset with the servers going down. I know that was a big discussion, right? The servers crashed. Um, some people were concerned that that lost uh, interest in the in the items before they ended. So again, as someone that's never used it, I'm just you know going off of the opinion of people that have used it. Um, I know there's some people that swear by it, right? I've seen, I follow a couple accounts that send a lot of stuff there and just swear by it. So just want to get your guys' opinions on it. You know, is it something you would use? What did you think about the sales? Just different, just different discussions. It was arguably the biggest auction ever, right? They did 45.2 million in sales. Insane. It's a lot of money. And I, 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 yeah, I, I, if you've listened to this show, and I thank you all that hit me up, it's amazing. My favorite thing is late at night at like eleven forty-two, lay there, go through DMs of people that listen. Um, if you listen to the show, I think we're all probably going to be similar, somewhat aligned in like, then don't like if you have complaints, don't sell there. Obviously, you submitted cards to the hottest moment in all of cards to the hottest auction house. Yeah. Um, and then you've got some like, okay, I don't say mid-tier card because like a $70,000 card is not a mid-tier card. But in the grand scheme of that conversation, 
like what are they expecting more promotion more like golden like giving it some like juice i'll see if i can find the post while you keep talking. that's that is what they're that that, that is i would think what the issue the first is. message i ever got about it that was exactly what it was was didn't get the <laughs> attention because of you know psa 8 mantle or massive other cards like that yeah i i think th- i think the thing is right like when you send something to an auction house you're at the mercy of whatever else is in that auction and what ken and golden are doing rightfully so is they're loading up these auctions there's a lot of stuff in these auctions. I think there was 62 pages or something like that in the last auction. Okay. Something like, tell me if I'm wrong. It's crazy. Um, it, it, and we're at the, like, like Tyler said, we're at the hottest moment we've ever been at and people want to sell their cards. So the person who had, and I know nothing. I know none of these sellers. I know none of the buyers, the person who has the, uh, out of a hundred exquisite patches uh, that goes the a five that goes for 93 K I don't know how they feel, but I would imagine if that card isn't stuck behind the one of one LeBron logo man or the $1.5 million exquisite collection out of 99, that 93 is probably a lot higher. So that card would probably be a premier, a premier card in an auction in a different, in a different space, whether that be on a different golden uh, auction or a different auction site or a private sale. Uh, but I think what happens is when you submit these cards, you, like, like I said, you're at the mercy of whoever else submits and currently, it is in their interest to put as many crazy cars as possible in these auctions. Um, so yeah, it's interesting. So the person I it goes I, to uh, yeah, keep going, right? Keep going, right? Sorry. No, so there was a person, and I, I mean, props to Ken for this. Uh, Central Valley Cards. Uh, his name is Garrett. I've known him a while. He uh, he talked about it. You know, the pros and cons of his experience was very transparent about it. Um, you know, some of the things he likes is Ken is a great marketer, very passionate about what he does. No, you know, no fees, the ultra high end does, you know, great. Some of the things he didn't like, um, you know, having to time it up because it takes time for the market, the auction to get listed. So if you're listing, a, you know, Mahomes after the Super Bowl, you might not have timed that super well, the server going down, stuff like that. And, you know, props again, he, he responded to it about, you know, server issues about, you know, the contract with somebody he mentioned about grading a card he didn't want graded. So he talks about it. Um, you know, he says he personally answers a phone. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, he seems super open about it. So, um, I mean, g- got to have props for that because, you know, yeah. a lot of people wouldn't take that kind of criticism very well. But yeah, I, mean, I, I think it, again, I just, fun, again, I think it's a really fun conversation and one that we have a lot. And I think about the people that listen to our podcast. And I would say a small subset might be purchasing these golden auctions. But yeah, uh, yeah. not a large the majority do not. Subset. So what's yeah. playing to my mind and I want to talk a little bit about is someone like Ryan's journey. And what this is being coming to mind is one uh, brand and like understanding that you're now a 360 business is big. Right. So if you're young starting out or you got a little bit of thing, I think about our boy Blaz. Um hope people have mixed emotions, but I, I like the kid because I think he's out there trying and, and thinking about himself as a operator within cards and it's 360 he tries different things. He tries to build a community similar to you, Ryan, like golden works because they're now a trusted, you know, house for, to connect top tier sellers of high end cards with top tier buyers that aren't going to flake and they can help manage that process and provide some protection on both sides. If you're dealing in raw or wax or some stuff like this, you need to be thinking about, you know, the, the leverage points that you have and having a strong community of trusted buyers is big. And then if you, if your business model is that you uh, control all the supply and then sell to them, great or you can do consignment there's a lot of different ways to go about it but at the end of the day there's more than just having caught like if you're at the mercy of selling cards through another platform well then you need to accept the the pros and cons that come with it and that you're not in control there's no rules that says if there's no lebron tops chromes on ebay and you wait for that moment and you list one at 35k and then the second it goes live, someone sees that and lists one at 29K and it sells. Like, there's nothing you can do about that. But if you have your controlled 
consumer base and you do it, you know, and then you blast something out. Hey, I just listed this on eBay or, Hey, this is now live on golden and you can control it a little bit, or you just do a random auction on your own. That's the lesson to me is that this doesn't need to just be a high end thing. You got to think about how you're get, how you're storytelling about your business. How are you keeping your customers happy, doing a little bit extra, sending a sticker when they order something from you, a slab to build brand loyalty. That's the conversation that I'm thinking about. And then on the golden side, I respect he's going out there and communicating more. He's being more forthright. He understands. And that is not easy. I, I, I uh, look at it. I'm like respect because he's putting a little bit of a team around him for sure to help him navigate and guide just more open communication. The yeah. one thing, though, is you can't really walk back from it. So he's got to be thoughtful about that. Yeah, I think the big thing you said there, Ty, that I took away from that is it's one of the reasons I would send something there if I ever had something I felt was you know worthy of being on that auction house is the 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 peace of mind. I think that gets overlooked a lot in this, especially on bigger cards like that, right? Like, you know, it, it I've never dealt with some of the you know the values that these cards have been at before, right? Like I own that rock PSA 10 rookie. That that's an expensive card, right? That that's new to me. And I think like you know, I bought that in November in Dallas. I talked about it on the show. That card's appreciated a lot. To be able to sell that to somebody, even if not at full market value, that I know is not going to flake, not going to not pay, isn't going to try to return the item. Like that is what that, you know, golden is for, right? Is that they've built that network of individuals that are, you know, that you feel really good when you sell something on there, that it's not going to be, you're not going to have any issues like that. And I think that is underappreciated a lot when selling cards now is, I mean, you see it all the time on like Facebook or social media. It's, it's certainly the negative part of the business is people getting scammed or, you know, fake returns when the market softens or things like that. And I think that's something that golden and them have done a great job of, you know, not having those issues. That's, that just, that peace of mind piece I think is, always overlooked when transacting in high, you know, expensive, expensive sports cards. Totally. But I, I would also say, right, like the peace of mind part's important, but that shouldn't um, take away from maximizing the amount of money you're making either. Like this is now sets this is a separate conversation from golden in general, but like just because you're going to have peace of mind doesn't mean you should take significantly less than what you should. Yeah, I'm not saying significantly less, but I you know, I I've dealt with um especially when you're talking about a, a real value card. Sure, sure. But on like, you know, especially in cards that are like modern, right? Like I've sold a lot of cards to like um different individuals right on Instagram that I've known over the years that I that I trust, right? And on a card, let's say I remember I sold a Jaw Prism Mojo rookie at a 25. It was a BGS 9. Right. If you sell that card, let's say it's worth 10 in my head, I would rather sell it for 8,000 or 7,800 direct and not have to worry that 30 days from now, somebody's like, Hey man, this card's chipped. I'm going to send this back to you and make up something to get out of that card knowing, hey, that the market has softened on jaw and it's now a $7,600 card. And they're like, hey, I'm going to sell this and clear 7000 on it rather than lose money. I'll just send it back to this guy and take money because regardless of what anybody says, that is still an option and it still happens, right? Whether you get called out on Facebook or something, I'm just saying that that's a possibility in my head rather than trying to get 10 grand, clear 9000 on it. I would knowing I don't ever have to worry that that card will be returned a month now, four months from now, whenever it may be, or any issues, to me, that peace of mind is worth not having to deal with that. It just some people yeah, are I get it. Can't you just do that either way, though? What do you mean? What's the difference? Like, if you're saying you're going to take less from someone you trust. Because I, yeah, exactly. I would, from somebody I know and somebody I've dealt with hundreds of times, yeah, I, I would take true. that option over somebody I know nothing about that could have ill intentions, right? They'll also come back to you for more future deals. Yeah. Building a network, it's important. Yeah, I guess, I, I guess my point is like you can walk a line of like both. Both. Yeah, I'm not saying salt for five thousand for peace of but, mind. Yeah, but like the, I also think there's a difference between 
and now I don't want to sound ridiculous, but like, there's a difference between eight to ten thousand and and you know seventy to to eighty five. Like that's a difference. That's different money. Yeah. No, you're so you're not wrong. I don't know. Yeah, definitely an interesting thing to keep an eye on. I mean, the way the market is now, they're going to keep getting major pieces, and you know we're going to keep seeing record sets. I mean, I, I saw what was there the the Kobe sale, the Jaw sale. I saw you know a Herbert was crazy. I think I think a Herbert did 160 k yeah. or something like that. That's wild for yeah, the one on one contenders. Yeah, soccer. That's, that's yeah crazy. the Holland. Yeah, auto. yeah the the Holland did crazy went crazy too. It was it was an orange right orange yeah. auto mm-hmm. orange auto. Soccer's going to go banana land. We got Champions League today, tomorrow, the run up on Champions League, Euro Cup, Premier League. I can't speak enough about footy cards. We can move on to the next thing, which Lou, you've been an active user of. I've got it up on my phone right now. Mm-hmm. Talk to us a little bit about dibs. Um. So, I. I love dibs. I'm fired up about dibs. Uh, okay, what is dibs? So dibs is a 24 hour fractional card marketplace. So the re- let me give some context points. Rally, collectible, uh, alt. I think is another. Like there's multiple fractional marketplaces, mm-hmm. and I'm cool. I love using those. I love rally. Like I've been jumping into rally stuff a lot more recently, actually. But the one. "Quote unquote downside to those is once you buy them, you can't trade them until they open a trading window. Mm-hmm. And let's say they do I that bought every like six every weeks so or... often, every so often, mm-hmm. uh, they decide. That's the other part is they decide when it gets opened up, and then it can trade and whatever. So mm-hmm. the upside of a place like Dibs is so like I I I put one hundred and fifty dollars into the into the app when I got my account." Mm-hmm. I bought $150 worth of a Kevin Durant Topps Chrome uh, PSA 10. Mm-hmm. And literally that same night, it went up 9% or whatever. And I sold my earnings, my additional earnings that I made and bought, put it into another card. So it's 24 hours. I could trade my my fractions, whatever fraction I want at any given time. That's really cool. It's really, really fun. I would say something that's interesting is the values of the cards are very, very high on their website, which I think is inevitable when you're doing fractional. Um, but it's very, very interesting being able to buy. They're being listed at high prices? Meaning the value of the cards is higher because of all the fractions. They're not listed but at when that they price. They're basically them. getting full market for them. When they're are they IPO them? Sometimes. They, do oh, I- they, they do IPO. So like they, they do the drops. Is the market value because like what you're seeing with rally and some of these is it's less because they have to file it with the SEC. Yeah, it's not. I wouldn't say it's ungodly higher. It's it's higher, right? But it's also rarer stuff. They're IPOing much rarer stuff. So it's a little bit different on like naming the price of them. Okay. So it's like day trading, day trading, fractional ownership. Mm -hmm. Can you liquidate? Yes. Whenever you want. Yes. You can pull your US dollar out. As far as I can tell, yes. I haven't done that yet, but as far as I can tell, you can liquidate whenever you want. They also are doing things like player. Like you can just buy into a player. Yeah, so I have the Ronald Acuna collection. The thing is their library and their uh, the amount of cards they have is a little bit limited currently. So I think it's only one card for Acuna. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would imagine in a world where you know there's three or four cards, you could buy into you get a percentage of every piece of that card. And mm-hmm. it's also funny when I'm like, yeah, I own point zero 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 eight percent of a Kevin Durant top chrome. That just makes me laugh. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been interesting. I mean, one hundred fifty dollars isn't the most amount of money in the world, um, mm-hmm. but it's been fun to play around and I like messing with it. And I think as they start to expand their usership. Their their user base, it's it's going to be really really good. I talked to a few friends about it, and you know we always can only go off of our little group that we talk to. But I talked to a couple of my buddies about it who are not the most interested in cards, but are doing. They've done stocks since since uh, quarantine, all that stuff, and they're like, "Oh, this is cool! Like I don't have to actually own anything," mm-hmm. and it's like a really day trading type vibe. So it's pretty yeah. cool. Are there okay. any other companies out there that do that day trading fractional? I don't know. I believe they are the most forth, the most forward in the process right now of always on trading of fractional. 
it's good times. You I check it. Sign up for beta at dibs.io. Yeah, I signed up for the beta. I was on the wait list, then I got in. Interesting. I'm not. I'm not. I have 250 on the platform. Bought a couple of things. Did MB like do something weird this past week? Because it's down 20. percent I'm trying to figure it out. I thought there. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it looks like all. It looks like all NBA is currently down. Like Zion's down 20. percent Like Luca's down four percent. People are <laughs> selling the All Star dip. Yeah, classic All Star dip. You know what I mean? But yeah, buy, uh, the, buy the buy the All Star dip. Buy the All Star dip. But yeah, so I think it's fun, and I, it's it's definitely newer and more limited. Um, but I'm gonna try to get. I actually missed a drop by accident. I wanted to get into the Luca drop they did. They did like an NT, uh, but I missed it. You guys want to talk about something real quick? No, I feel like we're doing enough talking. I'm out. Giannis just won All Star MVP. Mm-hmm. I feel like people still like think he's like a mediocre basketball player and stuff. Maybe think he shouldn't belong in the Hall of Fame or something. <laughs> Yeah, I mean he's an all-star. He's an all-star MVP, so he's clearly a first ballot Hall of Famer. I mean, he now is the back-to-back MVP, All-Star Game MVP. Wow, I was listening to. I was dying. I was listening to the Simmons podcast the other day, and they were talking uh, him and Rosillo, and they were like joking about the takes, and it's like LeBron being four and zero as an All-Star Game captain like makes him better than MJ. It was awesome. I was dying laughing. That's amazing. Um, one thing we also wanted to give a quick shout out to, if there's not enough people, I, I obviously we had, I believe we had Chris on the show, um, but you guys were just giving some love to Card Ladder's app before we got on here. And I'm going to go on and um, do a quick, quick scan, quick check of our boy Giannis's uh, base prism. I don't know where, where does that stand now. And Rai, do you want to just talk a little bit about how you use Card Ladder in your day to day? Yeah, I, I got, had someone reach out and or show it to me in shop probably a month ago or so, um, and it was like he's like, yeah, I, I was checking on this. I don't remember what card it was, and he pulls it up, and I'm like, what are you using? And he's like, it's the Card Ladder app. And he starts scrolling through this thing, and I gotta say, this is the coolest thing in the world. Um, and the, the whole world, I, I, I love the world. I, the I think it's super cool because, like, it, it helps so much when you're at a show, right? So, like, they don't have every single card on here now. They they add daily, from my understanding. Mm-hmm. But like, let's say you go to a show and you're like, hey, this guy's got a Topps Chrome PSA nine LeBron rookie, right? And I want to buy it. So you go and you can search this card on Card Ladder, and it pops up. And you see the guy's got 7,500 on it. Well, card letter says the current value of the card is $8,050. And you can see, okay, what's it done in the last two weeks? What's it done in the last month? What's it done in the last three months, six mm-hmm. months, one year, two years. And like, this is like, again, two years on the LeBron top scrum nine. Like, look at the graph, right? It shows you where this card started, where it's at, um, mm-hmm. the number of sales, the average price. Like over a two week period, over a three week mm-hmm. or over a month period, it just has so much data and it just allows you to be knowledgeable on the card so quick, right? Because if you go on eBay and you see a, you know, a LeBron sale for nine, you see one for seven, you see one for six, you see one for eight and 8,200, 8, like it takes all that data and it tells you what the current price is, the change, the average price. It just, it gives you all that data so quick. And mm-hmm. it helps when you're at a show, right? Like when I'm at a show and I want to look up what the LeBron Tops Chrome 9 is worth, I don't want to have to stop and look up every single sale. All right, where did it start? Was this at bids? Was this at buy it now? Like it it puts it all there for you and it tells you what it's worth. Then the other cool thing I love about the app is the collection, right? So like you can go in under dashboard, you click on collection and you can add cards that you own on there. So like mm-hmm. I own a Jordan PSA 7, a PSA 8, I own a LeBron Refractor and I start putting them on there. And then as sales happen, it increases or decreases the value. So you have like a whole value of your collection. Again, not every card on eBay is on here. So that will, that will, you know, hopefully be added in time, but yep. You start adding a couple cards on here and you get to see it like a stock account, right? Like I get a notification. I got a notification this morning. It says, you know, your collection is worth X. Your value appreciated, you know, $400 since yesterday. And it tells you that. And it's just, it's such a cool thing to do because a lot of the things I use on here for my collection are my long-term assets, right? Things I'm not buying and trading every single day. So 
you know, similar to like a 401k or stock account. You're not trying to cash in all at once. You're, you're building for the future. This shows me every day what my collection is worth, what I have in here. You can put on it, like what you originally paid for it. So like I got the LeBron a year ago, right? I've told that story before. I have roughly $4,600 in it. It tells me my potential profit, my total investment, my ROI, how many of them there are. It tells you the PSA pop report on this app. It says there's 311 yeah. Topps Chrome LeBron PSA 9s. Like it just, it has all the data right here. Um, um, I could not be a bigger fan of the app. There, it's, it's awesome. It's a game changer. Love it. That Ryan likes card ladder. It's clear that Ryan likes card ladder. <laughs> likes card ladder. Uh, no, but I've used it for a while. Uh, they are quick and slick and they, it, the app is definitely approved, improved. And, but I've used it online. I've used the web. I just signed it on my phone. I pay 15 a month for the monthly, what have you. I think that unlocks certain things like the collection, certain data. But it's important to note that it is built off the back of eBay's API. And so it, I believe, does not like sales from Golden this past weekend would not be. They do. They put them in there. They do. They They, they create. Yeah, they do. Amazing. Most of it, my understanding is just ebay scripts that they're pulling sales on the back end but it's great uh yeah they pull they pull they pull the they pull the big auctions and stuff like that so it's all there gotcha again chris came on there talked about the talked about card ladder before but it's uh it's definitely come a long way and i think it's a uh, it's an app i'm excited to continue to use and continue to see how they develop it in the future yeah dopeness Lou, it seems like we're, uh, you know, uh, you're the baseball guy. It seems like baseball's, you know, getting here soon. I don't follow the baseball market as much. I'm, I'm sure Ty doesn't follow it as much either. What, 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 what are, what's on your mind here as spring me, training is, is, is here? Let me tell you guys something. Mm-hmm. I did an Instagram live last weekend. Or was that last week? Okay. Yeah, that was last week. And the baseball vibes were so ready to rock. Yeah, people and are excited about the sport. People are excited about the sport. People are dying for the thing about baseball that <clears throat> continues to kill me is people are dying for it to be like fun and enjoyable. And they always find a way to make it not fun and not enjoyable. But let me say this baseball season is coming. The Yankees, who I hate, the Dodgers, who I hate, the Angels, who I don't like, and the Astros, who I love, are going to be very, very good. And the Padres are amazing. Slam Diego. Unbelievable. So I think wait, the Angels are gonna be good? The Angels are pretty good. I like the Angels. Wow. Otani's like Otani's out of his mind. He pitched last weekend and he was killing. Love that. Shed. Yeah, they're gonna be good. Trout go to the playoffs. They're gonna be good for sure. And my boy Joe. Is this Joe. the first time that Trout's ever been on like a good team? They spend a gazillion dollars every year and they're just not very good. A gazillion plus trout, right? Correct. <laughs> New Jersey's finest, Mike Trout. Yeah, shout out Vineland. Yeah, um, <laughs> so, Ohio, right? Yeah, eat it, Ryan. It's a stupid state. So, uh, yeah, I, I just think I'm just gassed about baseball. I, I think baseball's fun uh, for cards because there is the minor league gas, but we've talked about this before. I'll keep it a little bit high level. I love baseball. I think baseball cards offer very good opportunity for day trading with all of the day-to-day action that happens. Um, so similar to basketball, that's what I'm looking forward to similar to basketball. I would say there's more baseball games though. So yeah, uh, yeah, 100. Yeah. percent Two things on my mind. One, love it. We talked about dibs. Dibs. I want to just give a little bit of love to Comcy and Starstock on that kind of open trading original day trader. Yep. Um, I guess they have a lot of raw as well. And Starstock is still definitely in the mix. Dibs, I guess the differentiation, Dibs a little bit more slick on the UI app face. Starstock definitely has more variety in cards because as I was thinking about baseball, I'm like, okay, where can you mix that in? Starstock and Comsy, to my understanding, are both good platforms to play in that baseball world. Lou, give me some quick, who uh, do you know preseason like rookie of the year favorite for baseball? Um, 
I don't want to make a prediction yet. Let's okay. let's come back to it. Young so who, talent, who, who, young yeah. talent, young hot talent in the market. That's what I was going to ask. Like, who are going to be some of those guys that are going to under the rate? Like the guys who are not the main four guys. Yeah, or give the game, or give the main. The main four guys. Listen, main four guys are Acuna, Tatis, Soto. Uh, Tatis, Soto. Yeah, I would say those three guys are the three big ones. So, so I'm thinking at- guys like Kalenic. Yeah, yeah. Jared Kalenic is really, really good. Who, uh, who's in that rat? Like that group of guys who are still in the minors and have not come up is Wander Franco. Yep. God, he is he's out of control. I think he might because they're not going to be very good. So I would imagine they probably give him some burn. They is traded their whole contract, team. Away. Like, is this because they don't want to pay him? Yeah, I mean, that's how baseball works. It's all it's all it's power. It's so control. you're telling me like the it would be the equivalent of an NBA team having a starter worthy player just playing in the G League. Zion not playing. Correct. No, 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 not, not playing, playing in the G League. You get seven years of control when they come up. It's not yeah. not playing. It's playing against bums. Yeah, it's kind of like how the NFL just franchises guys. Like Dak got franchised a million times in a row. because No, it's again. Dak plays in the league. Like, Right. I mean, they have my, yeah, a hundred about the control aspect. But yeah. The baseball minor league system is out of control. That's a different podcast. It's out. You're of telling control. me Wander Franco. Wander Franco is to play yet. They just. Yeah. Down here in Arizona. Correct. It's some like random, like that is 100% correct. He is fully ready to rock and they don't bring him up for dollars and cents. Period. Terrible. Terrible. Yeah. What about, okay, so, so what about Lou Bob? The guy who's got a nickname, but never he's up. He's ready to rock. Like Lou Bob. Well, he's been up. That's you're incorrect. He's been up. He's good. Okay. He's up. He's up to He's bat. look, let fan. me say, let's talk about it. Let's tear it out. There's Tatis, Soto, Acuna. Then there is uh Luis Roberts, uh Jordan Alvarez, uh people with Glabar Torres in that category as well. I was gonna and, say, give me a Yankee, give me a Yankee. Yeah, Glabar. The, the uh the minor league guys are Franco. Julio Rodriguez, Jared Kalanick, uh, Alec Bond, the first three you mentioned. Alec Bond, you know, I guess, comes up. You know you're going to get flamed in the comments for missing someone, right? Of course. Uh, th- th- this is what happens. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I would say those are the main guys. I mean, obviously, my, I talked about Joe Adele a million times. He'll be up this year. Joe Adele played a little bit last where year. Where does he play? Angels. The Angels. What position? Outfield. He's a beast. Joe Adele is one of those guys that didn't have, didn't have like the Bowman Colorado's. Right, like where they were super mm-hmm. short printed, and his base mm-hmm. autos mm-hmm. for a lot because he doesn't mm-hmm. have Colorados. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's that, um, and then people always ask about pitchers. No one cares about pitchers, but like, who's the uh, best pitcher in the league right now? The best pitcher in baseball. Yeah, starting. Trevor pitcher. Bauer is probably up there. Where's my guy, Steven Strasburg nowadays? <laughs> he's. I would say he's not finished. But he's but like it's on getting, the, he's on the back end. He might make it's a getting late, late early. Push for the team. He just he won World Series MVP last it's year. It's getting late early. I'm aware. <laughs> Hold on. You can have a good series World when World Series, Series MVP. MVP. He's not the reigning World Series Second, MVP. Like the year before. So the Dodgers ago, he's hurt all the time. How do you pitch last year, Ryan? Do you know? No, I don't. I'm just okay, saying. Okay, like, so then you don't know. My guy just said he's so, washed. 18 months after watched, World that's, not said. that's not what I said. Let's be he clear. Late, I yelled at early. I said he's he not said finished, late. but it's gonna get late early. There's a difference. There is a difference, but it feels like he's gonna just kind of wallow into the start of this season, people, and then he's gonna be a key on piece on someone going to the World people Series. People on the Nationals, they think they won the World Series and they had a bad year last year for a lot of reasons. Um, was Juan Soto they, hurt? He was hurt a little bit. Uh, they just had a tough year. So it was, last year was weird. It was 70 games. It doesn't even count. Literally. Fake season. It doesn't count. What? If you could buy $500 worth of baseball right now, where are you putting your money? Right now. Uh, you personally, where are you putting $500 worth of baseball, I am probably buying. Like if you had uh, to win, stump the shot. I would buy some Bo Bichette top rookies. Tops rookies meaning what? Dial series into that flagship top series. series one. I believe it's series one 2020 tops. Okay, Boba Shep. I Where like flagship. He, play? he plays shortstop for the Toronto Blue Jays. What does flagship mean? Flagship so, is the paper product as opposed to the chrome product. Interesting. You like paper more than chrome. I've always liked paper more than chrome. Chrome is 
insane, super expensive stuff. Uh, but I've always liked flagship more for baseball. Interesting. Rye, where's your head up on that statement? Nah, that, I mean, I, I would agree with Lou in terms of like, I, I would assume that baseball collectors like that. Baseball's always been paper. It's been around since, you know. Yeah, so OG. Chrome sells yep. higher. I think, I'm I pretty sure Tatis, I'm pretty sure Tatis tops Chrome is like $400. I think 10, uh, Soto 10 Chrome is over 500 yeah, I need a Soto right. 10 Chrome in my life. Ty, you have any? If you're putting a couple bucks in a baseball, where are you putting it? Any, any, any thoughts? If I'm putting a couple bucks in a baseball, it's probably some fractionalization of trout. Um, is probably what um. That's not the question. It's a today market. It's an answer. If that's the, okay, it's fine. Not, I thought we were talking about five hundred dollars on a player fractionalization cool five hundred dollars in the fine whatever rules change control. the the rules don't change i'm not an experienced investor i'm trying to go you know low risk low is reward like trout you know is gonna do his thing if i was being a biased maybe i had a you know a pilsner and like and it's thursday or friday and i'm like what am i doing i'm like Who's the hot Yankee? Give me some action. Sounds like I'm going in on Glaber Torres. But isn't there another guy? Who? On the Yanks? Give me something else. Dominguez? They've always got. Well, the Dominguez is the next big thing. Like 17 or 18. Or is it Jason? Is that his name? Yeah, two S's. Double S. Yeah, I'm putting all 500 in. Looks like, like a whole ridiculous Jason Dominguez collection you've ever seen. I am a Jason Dominguez collector. I don't think everyone knew that before coming into the episode. Now they do. All right. So I think the big thing we've got to talk about, because by the time this episode drops, we'll be a day or two days away from being live in the action in Dallas for the card show in Allen, Texas. Um, we, we did an episode live there last time. And it just seems like I went November. It was, it was busy. We all went in January. It, it was really busy. This is going to be the closest thing any of us have seen to a national without being at the national. This is going to be nuts. I heard they added another room with more tables. Like I heard there's like 650 dealers like or tables. Like they're, they're expanding it even more in the same area. That They're like maxing out the table space. This place is going to be we're coming in hot. We got three tables. We didn't have any in January. We got three tables. We're setting We're up, shop. up. We're setting up shop. We got cases. We just reserved them. Jason, nice work. So we're going to be selling. We're going to be selling some cards. We're going to be doing some buying, some selling. We've got some nice flags and random stuff to kind of signal where we're at, what we're doing. Card talk. We're here. We're going to be going media heavy. So we inter- we did the one interview. We did some reels. We did some stuff. But now we're going like Radio Row, Super Bowl style. Mike is always on, catching the vibes. A lot of content. Jason's going to be busy. Then we've also got, we're going to be selling some apparel, some merchandise. We've got, you know, the infamous Charizard Cantar and ACL shirts that we only sell on the ground because, you know. We might get in trouble by our lawyer or something like that. But we also have fresh coming up. And Jason, we should think about showing these to the world. The make a play tees. Make a play tees are here. And make a play tees are going to be hot in Dallas. A lot of make a play opportunities in Dallas. Some dollar boxes. We talked about that last time. Dollar Mm -hmm. boxes, quarter boxes, $5. Soccer dollar boxes are everyone. I mean, Harvey Barnes for days. Then. We also, I brought three car talk mats that we'll give away, maybe one a day. That's random. But then also what people don't know about is we're doing, we have that episode we're filming in the Permian Panthers locker room. We're going live from Friday Night Lights, the home of Friday Night Lights. This is news to me. (laughs) (laughs) I've definitely not been made aware of this. High school football, baby. You got to get this Panini uh, Under Armour All-American games. (laughs) Scout some local talent. 
But yeah, like Tyler mentioned, we'll be selling cards. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> uh, right. Is that real? <laughs> no. I know no. it's not. I was just making sure for Ryan. <laughs> Oh, Ryan. I mean, I was like, this is, I've definitely been made aware of this. <laughs> Take it away. I apologize. No, but uh, yeah, this will be, this will be a, a big show for us, right? We're, we're going to have some stuff out for sale. We're going to be walking the floor. Uh, I, I will certainly be going through some dollar boxes. I'm sure we all will. Um, making some plays. We'll be, you know, creating some content, right? Like, you bought this card. Why'd you buy this? Hey, why do you listen to the show? What do you like? Like we'll be interviewing people. Um, yeah, we, we always encourage people stop by, say, Hey, we love meeting people, names to faces. What do you expect? What do you expect? I think if we could summarize the last show, it was LeBron, Kobe, Jordan. It was legends. It was high end. There wasn't much of there was a, a noticeable palpable non-modern prism basketball action since then we've seen a cooling of the kobe lebron jordan market mm-hmm. what are some you know maybe okay a week from today we're going to look back we're going to have been to the show this is pre-show prediction time what do we got what are we paying attention to pandemonium the 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 volume of people in this room will just i I think it will like shock people right we went to the last last one it was packed this will be way different i just the the vol the sheer volume is going to just i mean this the hotel sold out like a month ago for tables i'm like down the street at some like yeah me and random random like hyatt It's mid in the middle of texas yeah yeah like, I, I think that's the i'm not i'm not anticipating it being like last time where it's all jordan all lebron all that stuff i think this is going to be closer to the national right we're just everything sells there's just buying selling dealing all the time because we're all here we're all in person and people are just looking to make make a play make plays yeah and there's gonna be a little bit of a gear up for national uh, Lou, what are your thoughts on this? Um, if I had to guess, I think it's impossible to guess because I would have never guessed that coming out of that show, it would have been something crazy like yeah, Marvel. Movie. Yeah, uh, I would say either Kevin Durant mm. will be a hot, hot, hot commodity in Dallas mm. or rare baseball. Mm. 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 Should I say it or should I say it? What? Proper football, man. We can be in there. I I got a couple kits. I packed a couple kits. I'm coming out like old school national with the United jersey on. I might have an Argentina Messi kit. Yeah. Just saying. Um, I'm looking for 2016 tops Chrome, 2016 Select. I don't know if it, the Mbappe is actually 2017, not 2016. Um, tops Chrome, I believe. Uh, Rashford 2016. I'm gearing up for. The Euro Cups, Kevin De Bruyne. I'm gonna be their vintage shocker. Anything raw I can pick my hands up on. Just the greatest game on two feet. That's what I'm that's what I'm going for. That's what I'm going to Dallas for. I'd argue bowling is better than soccer. <laughs> that's, that's an all time take right there. I love bowling. Yeah. I'm also excited for golf product coming soon. All right, so again, stop by, see us in Dallas if you'll be there. Cannot wait for that. Last but not least, we got the latest launches. Again, giving you guys an inside look at what's coming this week. It's another big week. Last week was was full of stuff. Ty actually left us early. Lou, appreciate you sticking around, chatting with that, us on that one. Someone's committed, someone's not. <laughs> but we've got Revolution Basketball, Donner's Choice Basketball, Panini One Football, Prism EPL breakaway soccer. So kind of like that fast break disco like type. Break, yeah. Yep. Disco type look for Prism soccer. Then you've got Donner's baseball. So Ty Lou, any thoughts on this stuff? Revolution. Galactics. Speaks, speaks to me the most for sure. Galactic Lamello ball. 
Panini Prism EPL. Yeah, breakaway soccer. How's it how's it been doing for you in the shop, right? Yeah, we've moved quite a bit of it. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, soccer's what I've hot. heard soccer's hot, but I've heard the product is like once opened a lot. Stuff's expensive. I think that both both the prism products over time when they're able to breathe, it's it's tough for kind of like rookie hunting in the Premier League. Like you have to be so next level out of this world good. Mason Greenwood, arguably the hottest, you know, rookie or prospect in that set, um, arguably as a biased Manchester United fan. Um, one, it's not necessarily his rookie, and two, like he's not like bursting onto the scene like in a crazy way. So I just think that stuff takes time for young young kids to develop. Um, especially in the Premier League. Uh, and so for that product, I, I worry in the immediate, we could see some drop in prices from from where initial, like, you know, cards are going off, singles, et cetera. But over time, there will be some gems, some rookies that come up and really build nice careers, and I think it'll be a good product to look back on. Also want to give a shout-out. There was a, a podcast, which we'll give some love to, maybe on IG Stories or something, that had that had the conversation with Panini and it sounds like they're doing mosaic one-offs for like La Liga and some other stuff, which I'm pumped. I'm really pumped. Oh, I think they're doing a mosaic. They're doing a new Euro. They're doing another 2020 Euro product. I think it's mosaic. Pretty pumped about that. Interesting. Yeah. I'm excited for daughter's choice basketball, but yeah, another good week for more basketball. Love it. Well, this was a banger. I'm going to tie a bow on this. We talked about, Hard Talk Live. We talked about Dallas coming in hot. Golden. Dibs. Fractional. Baseball. That was one of the more real baseball. Uh, one of the more real baseball combos we've had in a while. All right. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> See you guys in Dallas. Card Talk Dallas. Live coming soon. The end. Goodbye, everyone. That's a wrap on Card Talk this week. Please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen and get notified when we publish a new episode. It'd mean the world to us if you gave us a five-star rating and shared this episode with a friend. We'd love to answer your questions, so email us at cardtalkpod at gmail.com, and we'll get to it in the next episode. Card Talk is a 1.37 p.m. podcast and a Gallery Media Group original production.